everyone and welcome to another episode of Ritual Yoga and Energy Healing. I'm Christy and today I'm talking to you from my new home in South Africa. And so I've been a bit quiet on this channel for a few weeks because I've been in the process of moving and settling into this new home. So it's with such a full heart that I bring you this episode today and we're diving into one of my favorite topics, um, ritual, and how ritual can really um, root us into the beauty of this existence um, and can really return us to the most important aspects of this human life, life of ours. And so before we hop into our episode today, I would just like to ask you all a favor in terms of if you have enjoyed one of my previous episodes or if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone that you love or someone that you think my words would resonate with. Um, it would mean a lot to me and it continues this uh, cycle of reciprocity. So thank you in advance. And if you have any questions or um, feedback for me, please don't hesitate to send me a message. This is meant to be a community and a conversation. And so it's not what I say goes, it's always a continual exploration and expansion. So if you have really interesting insight on ritual, for example, please reach out to me and uh, maybe we can arrange a talk that we can share with listeners or something of that nature. Um, or if you just want to chat, then we can have a chat. So <laughs> let's dive into this episode, shall we? So ritual. Today we're talking about how we can take our mundane routines and transform them into intentional rituals. And before we can do that, we're going to chat a little bit about how ritual is one of the most ancient and uh, natural human things. So if we even think of the solar system and how the planets orbit around the sun, if we think of how the moon and the sun um, have a relationship, right? And how we have night and day, and then we can already see the power of ritual just in that, in terms of there is, there is this beautiful ritual and this specific timing that makes it possible for our existence here on earth. Even that in and of itself is pretty incredible. And so that ritual that the universe does naturally is so beautiful to witness and to ponder and to contemplate. And then when we look at the natural world, we also 
observe the seasons and we live within the seasons, the seasons affect us as well. And so how the spring sprouts and then the summer blooms and the autumn slows down as the leaves fall and the winter um, ushers us into this uh, contemplation and into this self-discovery and into this really um, intrinsic introspection. So there's this beautiful uh, ritual to, to the way nature works and the way that the animal kingdom works, right? And all of these rituals are beautiful to observe and then so incredibly enhanced by our participation in them. And so many, many cultures, ancient cultures, but also modern cultures, really respect ritual and respect ceremony um, by, by having festivals and ceremonies. If you go to Bali, you'll see how many ceremonies they have, even if you just stay for 10 days. Um, so really observing how creating ritual around cycles can be such a beautiful, beautiful relationship. So we see the cycle of the moon and then we create rituals around, um, around the moon, right? How on a full moon, there's often this, this big, um, big energy, right? There's this big energy of, um, okay, what are we releasing? right? Because even in the lunar cycle for, for menstruating humans, there's this release of the egg. And um, then the new moon is this beautiful planting a seed, right? It's this planting of a seed and this intention setting more of a softer, um, quieter time. So even just, just watching that cycle and then linking our rituals to the cycle. And then what we can do is the sun and the moon, right? So there's the sunrise and then the sunset. And if we can um, create rituals with that cycle, then we attune to, to nature, we attune to earth. And so then this ritual becomes a beautiful gateway into our relationship with Mother Earth, our relationship um, with this very tangible, um, beautiful Earth that we live on. <laughs> I think I just said that the same way, in a different way. Um, yeah, and then for those of us who menstruate, it's so incredibly beautiful to um, track our cycle and then create rituals for the times that we are in our cycle. We can do this also with, um, with the seasons. So if you do menstruate, that's beautiful. You have so much opportunity monthly to have rituals for every single phase of your cycle. And then if you do not menstruate, then you can use the, the uh, seasons 
that you are in. So whether you're in autumn or winter, you can really create ritual to, to live a certain way um, in, different, in different seasons. So there's so much room for exploration and play. I think what's really important with rituals is that a lot of people are really looking for, okay, what ritual can I do to uh, create this in my life? Or what ritual can I start to, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what can I do to uh, receive this? It's kind of a, um, you want to put something in to get something out. And what's interesting with rituals is that they're so, so incredibly personal. Like personal. And so you can definitely have some, some rituals that many people practice. And, and yet, how you do it is going to be so specific to you. And many rituals are, you, are going to be so unique to you, right? It's just like how uh, you could put probably 10 people in a room and ask them to make the exact same dish and they will all make it slightly differently, right? Because that's a beautiful part of this existential life, right? Is, is our um, unique ability to sprinkle our gifts in the way that we show up. So... Ritual is this daily remembering and this daily devotion. And it dates way, way back, right? If you've read The Red Tent, then you know that there is this beautiful kind of age-old ritual of when you are menstruating and bleeding of kind of um, creating space for just the, the, those menstruating or creating a space for you and holding that space. So yeah, we've talked about quite a bit already. Let's talk a little bit about our breath because our breath is the one link, the one thing that's with us from the moment that we are born until the moment that we transition from this earthly plane. And so our breath is a beautiful doorway into ritual. In creating a ritual with breath, we are really um, dropping into our truest nature, you know, like the very bones, the very foundation of who we are as humans. To reconnect with our breath is to reconnect us with this baseline. Right, And it's almost like emptying the container. Coming back to our breath is emptying this container so that whatever um, our spirits or the universe is trying to communicate to us can actually come in. That's what we do when we meditate. That's what we do when we do breath work is we're creating space for the divine to show up. And often this divine showing up is just this remembering that you are already whole and complete. So this beautiful Sufi poet, Hafiz, um, wrote, when you pray somewhere, something good happens. 
And so that leads me into prayer. And the words prayer and the word God have become very charged words in our society um, because we often have this uh, subconscious kind of reaction of religion or of dogma. And that can be for many reasons. It can be for um, trauma response reasons or it can be just from societal conditioning. And so in, in removing that charge from those words, we see the roots of what prayer and what God means. What really is prayer? If you think of what you do when you pray, you either give thanks. So if we talk about it in a religious context, you give thanks to God and you um, ask God for whatever you need, or you um, ask God to forgive you for your sins or what you've done. And in this way, it's very, very similar to um, rituals that are uh, beginning to populate kind of our contemporary society. And so more and more and more lately, we see these gratitude um, journals, these daily gratitude devotion journals. And that is very intentional in terms of giving thanks. What are we giving thanks for? And so there is this beautiful reciprocity. When we give thanks, we are also, there's this also this reciprocity that the universe also wants to thank us. And so when we understand that kind of reciprocity, then we actually see that prayer in the religious context is really um, asking for what we need because if the universe wants to thank us, they want to give us what we need. And then it's giving thanks for what we have been given. And so there's this like very reciprocal kind of um, energy tra transaction that's happening if you want to put it in that terms so i really do recommend um, a gratitude practice and that's going to look very different for everyone whether you would like to write it in a journal um, if you'd like to say your thanks before meals or before you go to bed or right as you wake up there are so many different ways in which you can do so. Maybe it's just simply when you notice something that you're grateful for, you say thank you. And there's actually quite a bit of, of science that has emerged from, from this uh, giving thanks. So in our brains, we have what we call a reticular activating system. And the reticular activating system is kind of like the mail room of the brain. It's basically when you walk into a room so that you don't get a sensory overload, your brain sorts out, or your reticular activating system sorts out what you need to notice and what you don't need to notice. And so in this way, it's kept us very safe in terms of if you walk in and there's a fire, then that's the first thing that you notice, right? Um, 
where it has gotten us a little bit in trouble is that um, our reticular activating system is programmed by us. And so basically, by the law of autosuggestion, whatever we teach it is what it's going to notice. And so if most of our conversation in our mind is all of the ways that we didn't receive what we wanted or all of the ways that we've been cheated or all of the things that didn't work out for us today, then we will notice a lot more of those things in our days. It's just a simple um, kind of wiring of our brain. And yet if we begin to uh, intentionally give thanks um, in whatever ritual that you have, if we do that every day, then we're actually rewiring our uh, brain and our reticular activating system to notice more things to be grateful for. And that's kind of a really big understanding behind this kind of prayer, right? And that's the what people call gratitude journals these days. But really, in terms of its kind of melting pot and melted down version, it's prayer. And so praying every day, giving thanks every day, not only is it this beautiful intentional time where we sit with God or we sit with source or we sit with ourselves and we get really still and we give thanks and we are just in reverence for this beautiful life that we have been gifted. So that is, that is really one of my, my favorite rituals. And it's a ritual as old as time. People have been praying for, for years and worshiping gods and goddesses, right? Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the most beautiful rituals that I can kind of bring to you. In the context of yoga, we have sadhana. And sadhana practice means our spiritual practices. To have a daily sadhana practice is to have a daily ritual or daily spiritual practices. And this is, for a yogi, it is the journey towards experiencing moksha. And so having a sadhana practice showing up daily for your spiritual practices is really investing the energy and time into creating the, the container for God to fill, right? And so this ritual of returning day after day is so beautiful. And I just wanted to highlight that that is in the yogic tradition as well, this importance of ritual. So that's the yogi tradition. And then if you actually look at kind of a more of a Buddhist tradition, there's many monasteries where there's these beautiful gardens, right? And the monks will tend to the gardens. And I just wanted to highlight that because it's this beautiful, beautiful practice. And I think that's also um, something very down to earth is this 
connection to the earth through ritual. And that's really what we're doing when we are tending to a garden or we're tending to plants or we're tending to children or tending to animals. It's this ritual of ensuring that, you know, they're fed and that they're healthy and that they are well. And that ritual of checking in on others and checking in on other living organisms is, and, and really like intentionally giving time to them, is, is a ritual that I think is really the epitome of this human experience. It's this ability to choose, choose the spiritual practices or choose the rituals that we would like to um, practice. It's so beautiful that we all get to choose different practices and then to see how we all love one another. There's a beautiful Mumford and Sons song and the quote goes, um, the way you invest your love, you invest your life. And that's exactly it with, with ritual. That you can think of your rituals as the way that you're investing your love every day. And in, in the kind of small scheme of things, they're beautiful rituals every day. And then when you zoom out to the big scheme of things and you add up all of those little um, kind gestures, either to yourself or to your family members or to your garden, then you see that the culmination of that creates this beautiful big surge of kind energy or of cared for energy. And that's really what we are are looking towards. And so when we talk about transforming our routines into rituals, it's, it's talking about bringing more intention. So how can we make our day-to-day -day routines more intentional? You know, are we just making uh, breakfast for a kid and throwing it on the, on the table for them and walking away and doing something else or checking our phone? Or are we sitting with them and asking about that, what they're excited for that day? Are we really connecting with one another? Or are we um, disconnecting in those little moments, you know? So it's bringing intention. So some ways that we can do this is, is to meditate, right? And to carve out that time for yourself early in the morning um, to to empty the container so that you don't go into the day with all of the um, baggage from the day before, right? We empty the container so that we are this um, space holder for others. And that meditation doesn't need to be like this long, big, drawn-out practice, right? It doesn't need to be this huge ritual. It can be while you're holding your cup of coffee and you just take five minutes to close your eyes and focus on your breath, right? That's five minutes that you could have been maybe scrolling through your phone or reading a newspaper, but instead you took that just to really empty um, your container to create room for, for divinity to shine through. 
moving our bodies promotes this conversation between body and mind. And so moving our bodies is this gorgeous um, way in which we can communicate to ourselves on like a cellular level. And so if you have a movement practice, wonderful. And if you don't have a movement practice, how can you make it um, a part of your routine, right? Um, I have a friend who's just a new mom and she does 10 intentional minutes of movement every day. And whether that's when the kids go down for a nap, she does it in the kitchen while she's cleaning up, wherever it fits in, but like creating intention around moving your body because you know that it nourishes you. So in this way, we can kind of create more devotion when we're sitting at the table with our kids in the morning having breakfast, you know, we can say a few words of thanks. Not only does it auto-suggest to your brain all of the things you're thankful for, it also auto-suggests to their small formative brains what to notice in their days. So these routines and this modern-day lifestyle that we live in can be so rushed and so... Um, um, rhythmic, right? It can, can really chug on quite quickly. But if we create these rituals during our routines to make the moments more intentional, then we create room for expansion and they can be really, really small things, right? Like holding your cup of coffee or holding your cup of water and infusing it with an intention, saying this cup of water is going to nourish me, right? So that, that is what I wanted to share with you today, that this ritual is a beautifully paired with cyclical living. And so if we watch the cycles and we align our rituals with different cycles, whether it's of the moon, of rising with the sun, and um, sleeping with the sun, whether it's uh, your menstrual cycle or the seasons, those are all doorways into living through ritual. And then there's the beautiful ways of creating ritual into your routine. And so having a look at your morning routine and noticing a couple places where you can create ritualistic moments in like three minutes, right? At your kitchen table, sitting, having your first cup of coffee, speaking to your children of gratitude, all of these different things. So I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed talking about it. Um, ritual is really one of my favorite things and I find that once we um, start with our rituals, it kind of becomes this snowball effect where we really want to create ritual in so many different aspects from the way that we cook our food to the way that we do our bathroom routine to the way that we um, interact with our bodies. And so just knowing that all small changes lead to really 
huge impact and on many levels, spiritually, emotionally, physically. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that you have listened to this episode today and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. The wild in me honors the wilderness within you. Namaste. Mm-hmm.